I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Gentlemen, welcome to over the 90 minutes on the Battle Fever podcast. Today, we're going to look back at uh, the game which just finished Rangers 2 uh, coming to Nella Ibrox this afternoon. I'm joined by pod regular Callum and Rangers legend Gordon Smith. Now, Gordon sent me a wee start this morning. They only scored two hat tricks in his career one was for Rangers and one was against Coventry City, which I think is quite an apt stat for, where, for who we're at the, the now. So, Gordon, how are we doing? Oh, fine, thanks. Yeah, I just thought I'd send you that, considering it was both clubs. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they very rarely ever play against each other. But that was my <laughs> record. Uh, I was, I was happy when my my hat trick for Rangers was against Aberdeen, and I was very happy with that because it was yeah. a, a tie. We beat, we beat Aberdeen six one that night. But the the one against Coventry was probably a better hat trick in the respect to we were down three nothing. We uh, away from home it was at Coventry, right? And it was yeah. three nothing with nineteen minutes to go. 
Uh, we're down three 0 I got my hat trick that night and got the uh, that afternoon and get my the match ball afterwards. Fantastic. But I was I was I was still gutted about. I'll tell you why because I got I actually had a header cleared off the line in the last minute. I would have had four goals that oh. game. So, <laughs> so I, was, I was a bit disappointed with that, you know. Callum, how are we doing? And we're good. It was a much better second half than the first half. If yeah, kept going on the, the same way the first half was, I wouldn't be too good. to be a bit, a bit bored. Aye, aye. Um, Gordon, I actually need to apologise to you because the last pod that we done together, I got your goals wrong, didn't I? And I said <laughs> yeah. that you'd only scored something like 38 goals for Rangers, which of course is nonsense. You scored there yeah. about 50 goals for Rangers, I think, when you actually I think, it was, I think it was 50, it was 51 or 52 I got, yeah. So, there you go. That's that's my apology, that's my problem. That's Wikipedia let me down there, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> Actually, uh, you've obviously read it wrong. I think I think what happened was I think you were just concentrating. I think the Wikipedia just gives you league goals, actually. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we'll get to the game then. Obviously, Cam's alluded to the first half was slow, cumbersome, to be quite honest with you, which is to be expected in a pre-season game. And that's why I'm glad that we've got somebody like Gordon here because Gordon seen pre-season. To get an example, I don't think you're on Twitter. So to get an example, the Leon game, the Nice game, and the Motherwell game. As Rangers fans on Twitter were raving about our performance because quite rightly so, the lads were outstanding. We got three good wins, you know. We never conceded in any of the three games or no any of the four games of preseason. And then today, in forty-five minutes, it's back to same old Rangers. Now that's us. We, we we're slow. We can't break teams down. Low block, low block, etc. It goes to one extreme to the other. See, as a player in preseason, what is it? Do you focus more on the fact that it's fitness and and performances rather than results? Oh, definitely. It's definitely about that. I mean, you're always trying to get results. That's the whole thing about it. I mean, the manager concentrates more than you do. As a player, what you're looking to do is just get your form again and get and, and, and perform well in matches so that when the season starts, you're, you're up and running. You've got your fitness level up, but you've also got your confidence level too because yeah. it's a big factor in the game is how you play. How, how's your pre-season been? Have you been, have you, been uh, you know, contributing and doing well? And I think generally Rangers will be, will be happy with the pre-season. I mean, you look at it now. It's four. It's four games they played, you know, and they've got ten goals, lost none. And although, as mentioned, Callum mentioned the first half was a bit slower and it wasn't. It wasn't the best. I think Rangers were were just concentrating. The, the, what they found the difficulty was in the first half was a wee bit like they do in, in matches in the in the, the league in this country because what happens is Coventry because they have no they've hardly been playing. They just sat in the first half. They left yeah. very little space. And they were looking to catch Rangers in a counter attack. The meant Rangers had to try and create and make openings because Coventry were just basically uh, pulled everybody back into the uh, and defended deeply, you know. And that's more difficult. It's hard to break teams down at times. You've got to be very, very sure. Rangers one or two very good moves, and I think that one or two of the players performed really well. I thought that uh, over the piece, and I'm, I'm going to concentrate on, on all the four games. I've watched the four games now. I think that Ryan Jack's been outstanding. Yeah, I think he's he's so, you know, he's so consistent now, which is excellent. Hardly gives a single ball away. You know, I think that in terms of the back four, they've been better than they've been. They're still always a wee case. You know, at times they they do make the odd mistake. Each each individually one of the back four makes a mistake, but they got away with it today. Other people covered up for them and all that. I thought Arebo was outstanding today. I yeah. think even the first half he was the best player. I think. What, what I like about him now is he's he's gone to another level from last season, to be honest with Scott, because yeah. I think he's got he's got confidence now. And you can see that in his play, is that ability to hold the ball, beat people. And, you know, obviously the, they've got Hadji there as well who can do that. 
So there was a lot of aspects of it. And they've still got, you know, you look at it, maybe you say, is that their strongest team? I'm not quite sure. I think Morelos is, is definitely not getting his confidence at the moment. I think that I think he lost his confidence a wee bit of the, in the second part of last season there after the winter break when he wasn't getting the goals. He didn't score against Celtic, missed the penalty. And you could tell there was a lack of confidence. And that's shown in his game and these and he's uh, basically in these uh, matches we've had so far, the pre-season friendlies, his, his confidence is not there yet. Yeah. Callum made one change for the for the Mullow game. Obviously, Alan McGregor coming in for John McLaughlin. That's been the feature through pre-season. Uh, uh, McGregor's one in one, McLaughlin's one in one. Um, John McLaughlin's outstanding again the other night, and I think, and, and John, we mentioned it before on the pod, that I think and John McLaughlin have got an able deputy if that's what he's to be, Alan McGregor. First half you mentioned was quite slow. I agree with you, Gordon agrees. There has to be something taken out of it, though, in the sense of we, we do, we, and it's why playing at home sometimes it, it, it's hard for a Rangers player because we get on their backs. We have to show a wee bit of patience at times because these teams are coming here to set up, to frustrate and get the crowd on the Rangers fans back. That's not going to happen this year, obviously, with no crowd in, in the stadium. So we have to show a wee bit of patience. Well, you say that there's there, there must be something to take away, and I definitely think there was. We... Um... Sometimes last season, we could be playing a team like that. Kilmarnock are one of your best teams to think about. And you feel like we could be there all night and not score, but that just wasn't the case today. We finally did manage to break them down. And once we did, I feel like we got our kind of confidence up. Um, I don't think we were playing bad at any point today. Um, even at the start, you know, the first 10 minutes, we could have scored. It looked like it could be 20-0. We were just absolutely peppering their defence. Um and it, it was a much better sign than what I saw from last season. Yeah. What, yeah. I've not, what I've noticed, Callum, is the fact that you probably noticed this too, and you Scott. The passing's been very, very good in the, in the pre-season games. Yeah. Getting, the players are linking not well up with each other, getting together. They're not. There's nobody getting stuck in the ball with nobody around about them. That was something that was happening in previous seasons, that the Rangers were maybe a player was in the ball, and you're looking, even when you're at the game live and watching, you're going, Who's supporting them here? Who's there to, yeah. to, to get a pass? Looks like that's changed now. Players are going and they're, and they maybe get two or three wee options close and they're playing lovely little one-twos and, and spread the ball about. That's changed. That's been good so far in these four games and it certainly was even improved even a lot more in the, even the second half today. But in the first half, it was still good because Coventry were playing it very, very tight and they were still finding each other and, and, and keeping possession of the ball. And I think that is an improvement that I've noticed in these last four games. Gordon, you maybe be able to, to, to tell a wee bit better than us because obviously myself and Callum, just football fans, you've played the game, you've coached, you've been involved in football at a high level. But we we said that we don't use Yanis Hadji correctly. You know, Yanis Hadji has always been stuck out wide to, to us last season. This year, it looks as though Gerard's changed it slightly and Hadji and Kent are a lot closer to Morelos. That allows Morelos to drop a wee bit deeper with they two maybe going beyond them a wee bit. Is yeah. that a conscious effort you think that Gerard's worked on to try and tweak the shape rather than change the full shape, but to try and tweak the shape that we use? Yes, I think what's happened is the fact that because he allows them to move about like that, what you're finding is that uh, it's harder for teams to pick them up because what harms nobody really, if, you, if you're playing right up front and you're against somebody in particular, it's, it's a lot easier to pick you up because what they say is, you know, you, he's in your position, you get him. Now, what's happening is now, because they're allowing him a bit of freedom, Kent's allowed to move about. He doesn't stick to the left, left side of the, the pitch. Hadji doesn't stick there. He's a free player. He's a type of player, that natural player. I always felt that at times, and it was a great example of it, was Davy Cooper using the wing a lot at Rangers, right? And I, I always think, looking back now, if Davy Cooper had been given more of a free role, like the, what we call the number 10 position now, 
he would have been he would have been absolutely even better at Rangers than he, he was. He was still brilliant, but he, yeah. he was a playmaker, right? And that's what Hadji is, and he's a type of player that can create things. Aribo is links up brilliant as well with people too. He's given a wee bit of a free roll because you, you, need, you need people that can sit, and that's why Jack does a good job. And you know, and you're, and you're looking at also that Kamara does that to a degree too. Steve Davis when he's playing, you need people to protect the back four, right? But you want midfield players who can also go and link up with the front because they're the, they're the, that's sometimes the times when people have to be individuals and go and create. I mean, I know they've been scoring goals from crosses and, and from that side, Bar- Barisic has been creating really good openings for them too on that side. But I've noticed the movement is, is quite open in terms of players that are allowed to go into different positions. And I think that's going to create more problems for the opposition. I think it's a good idea to play like that. Yeah. Callum, are you happier with, with the way Hadji's kind of set up so far and are the way they've used Hadji so far in pre-season? Yeah, you know, we, we were both saying about Hadji being used as a number 10 this season. It looks like maybe Stephen Gerrard's not necessarily putting him right in the middle, but he has given him that sort of inside role. The one thing I wanted to, to touch on was we were speaking about these, these sort of triangles and this quick pass and play. Um, th- that was, for me... The, the crucial thing in the first goal that you saw Jordibo and Morelos, you know, play that one-two. And that last season, if we, we had the same sort of play, we would have scored a lot more goals. So I was really pleased. Morelos sometimes gets a... He's done a bit of an injustice by saying, you know, if he's not scoring, he's absolutely rubbish. I don't think that's true. And I think he showed that today because it was him that set up, obviously, Jordibo's goal. And I feel like that's just adding another dimension to his game. I think I think Aribo could be a real threat. You're absolutely right in terms of getting goals this season because you look at his goal. It was it was very similar to his goal against Motherwell, wasn't it? That it was in a very tight area, a lot of players round about him, but using the ball quickly, playing a little one-two movement. You know that that kind of ability to to just to beat his man if he has to, and then just basically pass the ball into the net. That's what he can do, and that, I think that's a big aspect of it. That somebody coming through from midfield like that it will will help Morelos. Then it takes the pressure off him. A wee bit to put the ball in the net. I, I agree with you there. Yeah, um, obviously Hadji the chance in the, in the first half as well. Spins good. I, I thought their centre half was at Drysdale was excellent. I thought he was throwing himself in front of just about anything and everything. To be honest with you, he had a block for Jack as well that went for a corner. And really, Rangers were chatting at the door. It was. It, I disagree with people who said it was similar to last season at home when we struggled to break teams down. I don't think it was. I think Rangers carried a threat going forward. I think Morelos was dropping in, linking up well, you know, bringing others into the game. If Morelos, there's a, a split opinion, every second tweet you look at on Twitter, Morelos is disgusted. I don't know how you can be happy at any player wanting to go off. Do you know what I mean? Morelos shows he's disgusted at being substituted. Yes, there's a correct way of showing it. However, I wouldn't like to see my striker, who's had a couple of chances, no managed to score, skip him off. You know, I quite like to see that. It shows he's hungry. It shows that he wants to be yeah. in the score sheet. That's what you want from Morelos. Um, of course, he has to channel it the correct way, but... Get into the second half. Rangers did. We carried a much more threat. We played a bit more fluent. We got others into the game. We got Kent and Hadji involved more, I felt. And it wasn't as long as you've touched on there, Gordon, where Aribo, it's a five-a-side goal, really. He's dancing between people, frightening, you know, how good he is with the ball at his feet, how strong he is. That's the thing. I've noticed he's bulked up a wee bit, I think, this year as well, which is important. And he sticks yeah. it away in the corner. Well, sublime goal, as far as I'm concerned, at any level, no mind pre-season. Oh, definitely. And as I say, that, that's the kind of thing, that, that's that's a hard thing for defenders. Even if you play a very tight game and you've got a lot of players back, I mean, they, they're a back five, Coventry. That's yeah. the way they played today. They kept it there and they kept midfield players blocking it. 
But if you've got somebody that can do things like that in a, in a, in a tight space, people that can create, and, and they've got that in Hadji, and Morelos did agree as well. I think his confidence is away a wee bit, but he's yeah. also someone that can score goals in a tight area. Kent can do it as well. He's not as consistent as he should be, Kent, with the ability he's got. But Hadji looks as if he's, he's, he's going to be a bit more consistent. But if you've got players that can do that in those tight defensive areas, then you've always got a chance of breaking teams down. And I, I think that's a big fight, vital factor. And I think that Rangers have looked good so far in these games. And I think that, you know, we take a bit of confidence. I don't know why any, I don't think any supporters can really be too down on it in terms of yeah. looking at how they've started so far in terms of the, the team. Now, if you look at the back, I mean, I know that Holander uh, came on today. I still, I, I, even last season, I was a, a fan of uh, Edmondson. I'll be honest with you. I think, I think he's better than Holander. And at times, Holander was playing in front of him and then Katic came in in front. I know Katic would be really challenging if he was fit. But yeah. I, I, if it was me, I would still play out of Edmondson in before Holander alongside Golson. I think that's who he'll start with next week. Maybe, Cam, you can give your thoughts on this, but I think that's what he'll start. He'll start with Goldson and Edmonton because even today, the speedy Edmonton at times getting across to cover for Barisic when he goes, because you see he's going, Barisic's going forward, pinpoint crosses all the time. Tavernier, the other side, maybe not as consistent when he's deliveries into the box, but he still gets forward. We need our centre-halves to be able to cover that. We need a Jack in the middle to be able to cover that. So, I think, what was your thoughts on in, in Edmondson today? I think it was kind of an hour or so, Callum, but what was your thoughts on, on Edmondson today? I think he was a bit better. Sometimes you say Edmondson is um, he's a bit, um, what would you say, sort of inexperienced, and I think that does show, because sometimes his passing can be a bit here or there, but the one thing that we need to be fair with is that I think all of our centre-backs can be like that. Conor Goldson gave away the ball the first thing he did today. Do you know, so... Edmonton's got getting a bit of stick recently for for his passing, but I, I, I do I am a fan of him. Um and Stephen Gerrard's clearly a fan of him as well. He stuck with him at the end of last season. Um and I, I agree, I think he'll go with him for, for everybody. The good thing is with Edmonton Gordon is that he was playing at Oldham Athletic. He was told he wasn't good enough at Oldham Athletic, went away, bulked up, came back, fought his way back into the team and made his well, got his move to Ibrooks, you know, yeah, elected Rangers. So He's determined, he knows, he's had that wee knockback where he'd been told he wasn't good enough, you know, and the, and the guys came back and, he, and I, think he looks, I think he looks a better player this season. I think, he, I think against Leverkusen as well in the Europa League, he looked good, he grew into it, he's going to make mistakes, but that's part and parcel of being a young football player. Uh, as Callum says, that, you know, he, makes, he does make the odd mistake with his passing, but generally his passing was, was pretty good today. He, a couple of times he gave the ball away, but so does Golston. Yes, he's the yes. experienced player. Hollander as well. Hollander came, came on and looked shaky right away when he came on. He got yeah. beaten a couple of times in the box, remember? And uh, it was a dangerous situation. So, although he's, a, although he's good cover and maybe they're going to have to have other cover coming in, they've, I think they've got another centre-half coming in now yeah. with Katic out. I think that uh, that, is, that is the thing. But I, I think that, you know, I would, I would play Edmondson. I, I like him, as I say. And I think that he's a good defender. And as you mentioned there, what he does have is tremendous pace. Yeah. And he, he gets back into situations to defend at times just because of that pace. And he was the one that also blocked, the, I think, one of the best chances that uh, Coventry had today. He blocked the actual second shot yeah. uh, when, when it was coming in. So I, I would have him in the team. So I think, what Rangers, another point we're going to make is that I think that uh, obviously with the four out uh, up front is a, is a problem because Morelos is there. But you're also, you've got to have like cover there in terms of, of someone that can come in as a striker. So uh, hopefully that before you know, before the weeks over, Rangers have brought in another striker because the four, in my opinion, is, is tremendous. 
and it's good to have him and Morelos challenging for that position. But if Defoe's going to be out for a few weeks, Rangers need some cover at centre yeah. centre forward. He has been on Instagram, Defoe, and said that he's he's. Injury isn't as bad as what it was first thought, which is positive. But even on top of Defoe being fit, I still think we need cover. I still think we need somebody pushing Morelos all the way. And, and Defoe, obviously, but certainly Morelos. Um, going back to the centre-halves a wee bit, I think where the Rangers supporters, we need to we need to take, and I've said this to Cam before, but we need to take us into consideration. We build for the back. So our centre-halves yeah. are going to start so many plays. Do you know what I mean? So many, so many attacks are going to come through there too. That it's only natural that one or two is going to go. You, you know... I, it's not always going to work out. It's the same as a striker. They're going to miss yes. chances, you know, so it's, it's, it's hard at times, I think, to, to criticise, although we do. Um, but it's good to see the two of them go for it, do you know, and, and try and start the play and be confident in taking the ball to feet. Do you know what it hasn't done so far? It might be a consideration, and I'll tell you why it would be a consideration for me. If I was putting it, organised defence, if I've got two fullbacks like what Rangers have, then I think you maybe need another really defensive midfield player or another yeah. centre-half. So you maybe even go... I mean, Celtic shifted their, their system last season to three at the back. And I wonder whether Rangers might consider that on the basis of the fact that their full-backs are basically... They're almost like wingers, the two yeah. full-backs. Yeah. The Tavernier and Barisic, they're so far up the field that at times the two, the two centre-backs do uh, get pretty much left. There's a lot of space for teams to attack on the counter-attack. You know, there, there are dangerous situations. There was a couple in the first half that Coventry had today. And I wonder if, if Stephen Gerrard might look at it and think, well, maybe how, if we're going to be attacking teams and, and with the two fullbacks as far up the field as they are creating as well, which they do, you might need to think about playing that sort of system, like, like playing a 3-5-2 formation yeah. and going that way, you know? Yeah. Callum, we've mentioned this before on the podcast, but it's nice to see Conor Goldson getting on the end of a cross and scoring a set-piece. We mentioned it with Calvin Bassey at the Hamilton game, that he, he got on the end of a corner and scored a set-piece. Rangers, for me, don't score enough set-pieces. We don't have enough goals coming for that area, your centre-halves, etc. Katic's done it at Parkhead, as we mentioned a few times. That's something we have to improve on, and it was nice to see that today. It is. It's, it's, not, um, it's something that we have it in our locker. You know, we know that the players that we've got can do it, and it's... A corner's a good chance to get at least a shot on target, but sometimes we are a bit wasteful. But today it was good to see that because um, we do have at least two centre-halves at the club that we know can get on the end of a ball. Yeah. Um, but we, Rangers have been, in my opinion, anyway, quite poor from set-pieces for years now. So it's good to see that work has clearly been going into set-pieces since Stephen Gerrard came in. Yeah. Gordon, do you, in your opinion, do you think Rangers are as much of a threat as it could be from a set-piece? I think they could be a bit more. One of the reasons is the fact that they don't really have a lot of big players in terms of the, if you think beyond outside the centre-backs, yeah. uh, who, are, who are the other big players in the team? That I mean, even the midfield, they're not really like, you know, yeah. there's no really big giants in there up front. You've got three front players there who maybe, that Morelos is probably the tallest at, at, at five foot eight or whatever he is, you know. Yeah. So that that is a problem. You don't have a lot of height in the team. Yeah. And that that can be uh, that that can be a, a big factor in terms of if you're crossing balls in from free kicks. How often you get on it? I mean, yeah, you can get your goals on it, which happened today. You know, you can get Hollander or, 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 or even you know uh, Edmondson on at the end. The other guys that you would really want to maybe attack the ball. But other than those three players, you know, who else is going to go on the end of a cross from a corner kick? 
I think that's where maybe we need to be a bit more inventive on the training ground because you look at Trent Alexander-Arnold against Barcelona in the Champions League a couple of years ago, things like that, you know, I think we can do things a wee bit different and say, right, have teams switched on? I feel sometimes it's too, when the ball goes out, it's too, right, lackadaisical, get the ball, we put it down yeah. and we swing it in, but go, go at speed, go at speed. No, it doesn't need to be everyone, but just go at speed. Have the, have the team guessing, have the opposition guessing because, if you let them settle into their rhythm, especially Ibrox, and especially, with, don't get me wrong, when the crowd's there, they, they get comfortable with it because our fans are the fickle fans of the world, as we know, and we get on their backs, and I'm guilty of it myself, and that's just what happens. But, Callum, do you know, think even just a wee bit more inventive, you know, ideas or something like that in the training ground to say, right, here's how we can make best use of that because we don't have the heat, as Gordon says. We do. We, the way we play, I think we should be the best at heading in the league because the amount of times that our fullbacks are bombing up the touchline and putting crosses in, honestly, sometimes you would lose count if you were trying to count how many times a fullback puts a cross into the box. So obviously there's something there that Steven Gerrard sees, but just a bit of inventiveness in terms of not even just corners, but also free kicks. I would like to see something different from that, but it's, it's good to see that attention is being paid, as I was yeah. saying. I think that second half we pretty much played the game in and around their 18-yard box, basically. You know, Aribo, Kent, Hadji, eh, Morelos before he went off. And then, the, speaking about inventiveness, somebody who's reinvented themselves through this preseason has been Brandon Barker. And you can see Brandon coming on again. He's confident. He's taking the ball into his feet as we flex. Gordon, how easy is that for a player to... to I mean, he was written off. He was written off probably by us too as well a few weeks ago that he wasn't going to play a part under Stephen Gerrard this year. He looks as though he's, he's reinvented himself a wee bit. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. The main thing about a player is it's not down to ability. A lot of people say about football, and, and there's three aspects you require. One is fitness, one is ability, and the third one is a good mentality. And the third one is the most important one. And that's where a lot of players fall down. That, that somebody, you, that you speak to people that knew Brendan Barker when he was a young player coming through, they said, this boy is going to be world-class, going to be a top player because he was, as a kid, coming through, he was better than those that were playing around him. But there's obviously something lacking in him when he's not been able to do it on a consistent basis or at a high level. So that's something that can turn around. If he suddenly becomes uh, a belief in himself and he, and, he, and he knows what he can do and he, and, he, and he has the confidence to go and do it, that can turn around because there's no doubt the ability's there and the fitness is there. He's got, he's got pace and ability. But that's the big thing. And that, that was... For me, I mean, going back to the last season, the biggest factor for me about what happened in the last part of the season after after Christmas was the fact that Rangers, it was a, it was a mentality that Rangers suffered from. The players yeah. that could not handle the fact that all of a sudden they became favourites to win the league because of how they played in December, how they played against Celtic. People start talking about it. And what happened was you could just tell that some of those players could not handle the fact getting into a game being a favourite as opposed to being an underdog. And that's what you need when you play for Rangers. You need to be able to deal with the pressure that comes with it. And if Barker can do that, then he can be a top player. Well, me and you have been quite vocal about this just before you came in here. We've been quite vocal about this. And we've said that I don't think Rangers lack an ability in any way. I think Rangers own ability. We're up there with, the, I mean, we are probably the best in the league. You know, we showed that at times last season. We had a match for them. However, mentality, when it comes down to it, they can get that win. They can grind out that 1-0 or that 2-1 or whatever. That's where we were found wanting in the second half of last season, as Gordon says. I said we didn't. I don't think we needed wholesale changes, Callum, but I think we need to shift something in the mentality somewhere to, to get this team to be a Rangers team. 
I think so too. We could have gone away last season and thought, right, we need an entirely new starting eleven, but it's just not it's not the case. Um, the players last season, Joe Arribo is a good example. I thought he had a decent first season with us. Um, and then he put a, an interview on Rangers TV and he was asked, oh, how was your first season? And he said, I was quite disappointed. I didn't get to quite show exactly what I wanted to show. And I thought, okay, he's, that's that's okay. That is... He was, he was all right at times, um, certainly against European opposition. And then he's come back this season, and I think he looks twice as good as he was last season. Yeah. I think he's absolutely brilliant. And I think Brandon Barker is another good example. I, <clears throat> if, if you were to ask me two weeks ago, one player that I thought would be the next out the door, I thought would have been Barker. And he yeah. is three times the player he was last season. And it's, it's early, it is early. But the, the, the good thing about tonight is that I think that's probably the closest to opposition in Scotland that we're going to get. Then the way they played tonight, just fair enough, it was our first game of the season. How many players they put behind the ball? That's quite like what we'll get in Scotland. And Brandon Barker still did himself justice. So I think he's, he's seriously went away last season, had to think about what he wants to do, and he's come back a much better player. Suppose, Gordon, the, the, the question now for Brandon Barker is consistency. When he gets into the team, by the looks of it, he'll be on the bench because Kent and, and uh, Hadji have taken their positions just behind Morelos. So I suppose it's getting your chance, taking your chance and, and trying to kind of make it impossible for the manager to put you at the team. Yeah, I think you, I think you'll be challenging and that's the good thing about it is, and, and it might improve the, even the form of other players because what, one of the things you do need when you're in a team, as somebody who uh, will get your place if you don't perform. So that that's the thing. That's a motivational factor. And that would be a good thing. If, if Barker comes into form like that, even though he is on the bench, what you might find is that uh, Stephen Gerrard will be happy the fact that he'll know that players like Ryan Kent, you know, even Morelis, will have to perform or else you know, you'll be getting substituted yeah. and he'll be getting in. And then maybe he might even take your place to the team. So it is a big factor. You need a squad of players that are challenging and you need players that you can rely on when they actually get their chance that are going to do the business. And, and if he can continue with the kind of form he's shown already, there's a chance of that happening, you know what I mean? So, as I say, that's, that's a factor. I mean, as I say, they're looking for a striker, but he might be, if they don't get MD in, he becomes number two at the moment if, uh, if they falls out. Definitely. I think now we're looking towards next week. I know transfer windows open to the 5th of October. We're not quite there yet in terms of the finished article. We've touched upon decisions, positions that we need to improve on. But in your opinion, Calum, how do you think we're ready to go into it? Pataudry, do you think we're ready to go? We've got enough there, surely, to get the points and get a positive start to the season. I would um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want us to sign a striker before we went into that. Um, and that's for multiple reasons. Um, Morelos, obviously, I wouldn't say he was bad tonight. He got an assist. He was. He did all right. But, you know, we, just, we you just never know what's going to happen, especially with a player like him. So I would, I would say I'd at least, at least like us to sign a striker. Um, but possibly the most exciting thing tonight was the fact that I mentioned earlier that sometimes Rangers could play for, for three days, it feels like, and not get a goal. But once we got that goal... Our, our attitude totally shifted and then we got the other one do you know we actually worked out how they were playing and what we needed to do to get another goal and that's that's something that I think we really needed at times last season you could play some some teams three four five times 
in a season and just not quite work out how to get the ball past them. But we've done that now. Yeah. So I, I am really excited. I, I've, I didn't even realise that Aberdeen had a pre-season until one of my mates said that they've been awful. So we'll, we'll go into that game really high on morale. They'll go into it. I don't think they'll be that, that excited for it. So I, I would like to see us sign a striker and I think we'll, we'll get the three points. Gordon, the opening day of the season, though, you're at Pitaudry, it's Rangers against Aberdeen. That's enough motivation, really. You could argue that Aberdeen need to, you know, we know they raise their game against us, they always do it. Mm-hmm. Do you think Rangers are looking in decent shape going into the season? Again, I know we're not a finished article. We've still got to the 5th of October to bring players in. Yeah, there's a long way to go, obviously, because, I mean, you look at, you, you just can't believe the difference between Rangers in, in terms of the first half of the season and up to Christmas to compared to the Rangers that came back after the winter break. I just couldn't believe myself that, that how poor the performances were. But in terms of what I've seen so far, I just hope that the mentality's turned around and Stephen Jenner's got them going. He's got players who uh, are looking good at the moment. There's competition for places. I think Rangers, because of the fact that it's going away to Aberdeen, I think Aberdeen will be expected to go to attack Rangers. I, thought, I don't think they'll sit in. It's not like a home game to start with. I think Rangers will definitely win on, uh, next Saturday. I think they'll definitely beat Aberdeen at Pataudry. Any kind of win will do for me. Callum, thanks yep. very much for joining us. Gordon, thanks for, for taking the time again to join us. And obviously, Gain is your expert analysis because we're just a couple of daft football fans. You've been there, you've done it, you've played the game. So <laughs> th- thanks for that. No, no, it's a pleasure, guys. And as I say, it's been a good discussion. You both uh, know the game uh, well, in my opinion. So uh, keep it up. In fact, I apologise for the dog in the background. It's obviously, the dog's happy with the result and trying to put her butt in as well. So, um, so thanks very much, Callum. I'll maybe, we'll maybe not see you next week because I think you're going in study mode now, aren't you, for the, for the uni work? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I'm a break. he's also brighter than me, Gordon. That's another thing. So, I can sit and talk about football next week. He can. So, well, if, Rangers, if Rangers don't win, you can criticise me because I'm telling you right now, they will. Fantastic. <laughs> well, Gordon, we'll have you back on as well throughout the season because we'll be doing a lot more of these. So we'll have you back on if you're up for it. Great stuff. Okay, Thank guys. You. Cheers. Then. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.